everybody. It's Kevin Markwick here again on a Monday night, Uckfield FM. And all that stuff. Uh, we've got, actually, what I think is a rather good show for you tonight. Well, it's a good show every Monday, isn't it? Isn't it? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, it's all about cars tonight. Motor cars. Racing cars. Silly cars. Anyway, we've got some Ford versus some F Ferrari. Bullet. We've got some James Bond for you. Some Formula One films. Uh, music from Drive. Uh, even the Italian job. Can't really do a film about cars without the Italian job, can you? Anyway, sit back and enjoy. We'll start off with something from 1965. A film called The Great Race, appropriately.
Mancini's music for Blake Edwards' The Great Race in 1965. The film starred Natalie Wood, Tony Curtis and a somewhat over-the-top Jack Lemmon, it has to be said. Uh, Moustache twirling. <laughs> I think it was uh, supposed to be recreating um, a kind of silent film sensibility. Anyway, in adjusted terms, it remains the most expensive comedy ever made, according to Wikipedia, which I'm sure I'm sure is right if it's on Wikipedia, and was very loosely based on the 1908 New York to Paris road race. Um, the film was one of those productions that rather ran away with itself as the director conceived more and more ambitious set pieces. The film was both a critical and commercial failure, but it does have a very good pie fight that's worth catching if it turns up on the telly. Uh, lots and lots of pies. And, uh, you know, when is a pie fight never funny? Never. So, uh, we're out of first gear, at least. Uh, this is Kevin Markwick on a Monday night, Uckfield FM. Tonight we're doing movie music from films based around cars. That was a clumsy sentence, wasn't it? So, from a film made in 1965 to a new film that's set in the mid-60s, uh, but made now. Yeah, I think that makes sense. The story of Ford's attempt to beat Italian car giant Enzo Ferrari at his own game by winning the Le Mans 24-hour race in 1966. Confusingly, uh, in the US title, uh, it was called uh, Ford vs Ferrari. Perfectly good title, seems to me. But for some trademark reason over here, it was called Le Mans 66. In fact, I thought the most accurate title, given the way the story plays out, is uh, Ford vs Ford. It's a thrilling piece of cinema directed by James Mangold and featuring fine performances from Matt Damon and particularly from Christian Bale as the uncompromising driver Ken Burns. The race sequences are brilliantly mounted and looked especially exciting if you saw it on the big screen, where you should see every film. Uh, the suitably high-octane score is by Marco Beltrami.
Marco Beltrami's music for the excellent Le Mans 66 or Ford versus Ferrari or men running around and driving cars around in a circle. Call it whatever you like. I don't mind. Whatever floats your boat. Boats. We could do boats. I'll find I'll find some stuff for boats later for another show. Everyone likes a good car chase in a movie, don't they? Ah, they've been the staple of action and to some extent comedy films for the from the early days of cinema. Think of the Keystone Cops all the way up to the extraordinary stunt work on cars and bikes in the Mission Impossible franchise. Exceptional examples being The French Connection in 1971, The Blues Brothers in 1980 and Vanishing Point also in 1971, which was effectively one long car chase, um, which is almost a genre in itself, actually. And of course, Edgar Wright's recent Baby Driver. The gold standard for car chases, though, was set by Peter Yates uh, in the 1968 film Bullet, starring famous petrol head Steve McQueen, who allegedly did a lot of the driving himself uh, behind the wheel of the Mustang GT as he chases the bad guy through the streets of San Francisco. It's an amazing piece of cinema and something that can only be done by cinema. No CGI here, just brilliant stunts, camera work and editing. It's lost none of its thrill in the intervening years, I have to say. Uh, the chase has little underscore, but the main theme by Lalo Schifrin remains super cool. He's more machine now than man, twisted and evil. Westbound and down, 18 wheels are rolling, 
We're gonna do what they say can't be done We've got a long way to go And a short time to get there I'm westbound just watch old bandit run Keep your foot hard on the pedal Some never mind them brakes Let it all hang out cause we gotta run to make The boys are thirsty in Atlanta And there's beer in Texarkana And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes Westbound and down 18 wheels are rolling We're gonna do what they say can't be done We've got a long way to go And a short time to get there I'm westbound just watch old bandit run Westbound and Down from Smokey and the Bandit in 1977, uh, sung by uh, Jerry Fielding, who also starred in the film alongside Burt Reynolds, the biggest star in the world at the time, and uh, Sally Field. It also features a bonkers performance by Jackie Gleason as Shefford Buford T. Justice. It was all agreeable nonsense that was part of the uh, CB craze at the time, when even young blokes in Penge would get on their radios and talk like American truckers. Baffled me a bit, I have to say. Directed by ex-stuntman Hal Needham, it was a massive worldwide hit that spawned two sequels. In fact, the only film that outgrossed it in 1977 was Star Wars. So there. You're listening to Kevin Markwick. It's Monday night on Uckfield FM. Uh, We've got an hour of lovely film music based around cars for you. Uh, and if you want to let me know how it's going, what you're doing, hit me up on Twitter at Kevin Markwick or the uh, Facebook page, The Kevin Markwick Show, or any other way you want to get in touch. It would be great to hear from you, to be honest. Now, uh, Tucker, The Man and His Dream was a true David V. Goliath story directed by Francis Coppola in 1988. The true story of engineer Tucker Carlson, who, in 1948, 
dreams of building uh, the car of the future. The Tucker Torpedo. Yeah, all right, matron. It's a rather frustrating film that looks marvellous, but meanders all over the place. And the David not really defeating Goliath, while accurate part of the story is, uh, frankly, a bit of a downer. Jeff Bridges plays Tucker with his usual strong on-screen presence, and the soundtrack was composed by English singer-songwriter Joe Jackson, and is actually one of the best things about the film. Joe Jackson's music for Tucker, The Man and His Dream. Two films now about Formula One racing and the sheer bravery, talent and dedication required to get to be world champion. The first is Ron Howard's 2013 biographical drama Rush, which tells the story of the rivalry between two of the greats of motor racing, Brit James Hunt and Austrian Nicky Lauda in the 1970s. It was written by Peter Morgan, who's a dab hand at this historical stuff, as evidenced by Frost Nixon and The Damned United, and he is, um, he's also the writer of the current Netflix behemoth, The Crown. In reality, the two were actually quite good friends, but I guess that makes it a less interesting film. They were, however, great rivals on the track. Hunk Chris Hemsworth does okay as the flamboyant Hunt, uh, 
<laughs> his posh accent only wavering from time to time and the excellent Daniel Brule is uh, he's actually really good as the more withdrawn uh, Nicky Lauder and the score is by old reliable Hans Zimmer called 1976 from uh, Hans Zimmer's score for Rush, the film about uh, motor racing, you know, James Hunt and Nicky Lauda and all that stuff. And it was great and thrilling, like all racing films. Now, one of the best, if not the best Formula One based film is Asif Kapadia's 2010 documentary about the life and death of Brazilian motor racing champion Ayrton Senna. It's a remarkable achievement put together from hours and hours of archive footage that took years to put together. So disorganised was F1 owner Bernie Eccleston's filing system. I think there were whole warehouses spread all over the world 
with all this undocumented footage because he, he photographed and recorded everything, apparently. Uh, the result is a story told with footage from the time and a refreshing lack of retrospective talking heads, it has to be said. Even if F1 isn't your thing, this is a thrilling and deeply rewarding film that picked up a ton of awards, uh, ton of awards and did great box office. Brazilian composer Antonio Pinto provides a mesmerising score. This cue, God theme, is one of the best. Young man, get in the swing. All the ice cream is that cool zing. So make the evening a regular ball. Get the refreshment that's got it all. Cool man, like ice cream. Get yours now. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> Thank you. 
a real hero. By college, as used in Nicholas Winding Refn's 2011 film Drive. It's peak Refn, really, as after this film he goes off too much into bonkers land, uh, which he'd always threatened to do. But Drive is an original blend of art house and action, something you don't see too often, it has to be said. Nobody does smouldering inscrutability like Ryan Gosling, and nobody does generally cheesed off like Harry Mulligan, and both these things are perfect for this film. Gosling plays a stunt driver who does getaway driving on the side, um, and the film's clearly a homage to 1970s LA cinema, and you have to say, it looks pretty amazing. You can't do car films, though, without including James Bond. Uh, and the best Bond car of all, the classic Aston Martin DBS. First introduced in Goldfinger in 1964, Bond would go on to drive a variety of Aston Martins, but the DBS remains the most iconic and would turn up in six Bond films, the last one being uh, 2012, uh, Skyfall. Let's face it, if you want machine guns and somewhere to put your jetpack, Aston Martin is the only choice. Oh man, as a kid I so coveted the Corgi toy version with its little plastic missiles and ejector seat. Never got one though. Maybe life would have turned out better had I not been so deprived. Hmm. If Bond drives an Aston Martin, he always sounds better when accompanied by John Barry music. Goldfinger was the third Bond film and was and it sort of set the template for all Bond films to come. The opening sequence, a banging tune over the main titles and all the other thrills that make Bond unique. Here is a delicious cue from John Barry's Goldfinger score that includes great use of the theme and some brilliant incidental stuff. It's called Alpine Drive and Oryx Factory. Great stuff.
Part of John Barry's score for Goldfinger in 1964. Arguably Pete Bond? I don't know. What do you think? I think Sean Connery is still the best. I know it's a debate that goes on forever, but he was just the best. And that's that. I'll leave you with one of the great British car films, also from the 1960s. Um, this time from 1969, The Epitome of Swinging London and a film loved as much today as it was then. <laughs> like a certain brown bread, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, the Italian job has retained a place in the heart of British film lovers for good reason. It's tremendous fun and has a great car chase and somehow captures a moment of optimism in our history with an ending that warns against unbridled smugness about what you may have achieved, particularly if you think you can get one over on Johnny Foreigner. Seems somehow uh, quite salient today. Michael Caine is at his best, uh, playing the petty criminal with big ideas, Charlie Croker. And the whole thing clicks along with classic dialogue and the iconic red and white, blue, red, white and blue minis racing through Turin. Still takes money even now if we show it at my cinema and has made regular appearances since it came out. As a kid, it was a feature of my life, always. <laughs> And I always adored the opening credits as Rosano Brazzi guns his red Ferrari around the hairpin bends of northern Italy to the sound of Matt Munro. Now, I know there's a lot of car films we've missed out, but we've only got an hour. I mean, Mad Max we didn't even get around to, um, which is one of the best car films ever. But unfortunately, we've run out of time. It's been great having you. Hopefully you've enjoyed it and you'll tune in again uh, next time. But here's Matt Munro, The Italian Job. I'll see you next time. Bye.
questi giorni quando vieni il bel sole la la When skies are blue and fields are green I look around and think about what might have been And then I hear sweet music float around my head As I recall many things we left unsaid It's on days like these that I remember singing songs and drinking wine while your eyes play games with mine On days like these I wonder what became of you Maybe today you're singing songs with someone new I'd like to think you're walking by those willow trees Remember Days like these It's on days like these That I remember Singing songs and drinking wine While your eyes play games with mine On days like these I wonder what Became of you Maybe today You're singing songs With someone new Questi giorni Quando vieni Il bel sole La 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 la